Contact Center Focus, the Reality Training Podcast. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for clicking CCF and listening to another one of our episodes. Today, we're going to look at the world of coaching and how you can make a real difference in the performance, behavior, habits, commitment, if you like, of anyone in your team. So as far as we're concerned, we think if you're a team leader or a sales manager, the most effective thing you can do is to coach each individual that you manage to be as good as they can possibly be on every call they are making or taking. And that means you need to spend a bit more time listening to conversations and hearing what's being said and hearing how customers react. And we know that most contact centers have a standard whereby they listen to a number of calls per week and per month. And that's great. At the same time, we need to be able to pick up on behaviors, language, all the things that we've covered so far in CCF and think, okay, I can hear this person's really good at let's say, asking questions, perhaps they're not really listening to the answers well enough to build really good value statements, etc. And so how can I coach them to be better? So what we want to do here is to think about that conversation that a team leader or sales manager would have with a salesperson and really over a number of conversations, short, sharp, very specific chats about something that the person's saying or the way they're saying it, how over time that can tweak what's happening and make a real difference. Mm. Let's just talk about coaching. When we do a lot of our work in any contact center anywhere in the world, we find a lot of managers haven't been trained as coaches. And you listen to this may not have had specific training. We're lucky we have. We went off and studied and created models and wrote essays and all sorts of stuff. But you can self-teach yourself coaching because ultimately it is not telling your team what to do. We're not going to spend too long on the distinctions or the definitions but ultimately it's trying to ask an individual you can do individual coaching you can do team coaching open questions to get them considering what they can do without telling them what to do no one wants to be told what to do so we're going to look at two main areas of coaching here we're going to talk about coaching language in terms of the sales conversation but we can also coach behaviors so if you look at some of our things about mps and disloyal bonding and things like that it might be something that is a habitual thing that somebody's doing on their calls, which you need to do something about. So we're going to think about how we might coach that. But let's first of all start by working on that conversation. So let's take the example we gave earlier, where Jeremy is my contact center advisor, and I've just heard him on a call. And my opinion is that he isn't quite asking enough questions, which means that the way he gets across the value of what he's talking about isn't as good as it could be. So we're going to do a very short coaching conversation to illustrate how you might go about this. Okay? Yeah. Jeremy, I just heard that call you had with um, that customer, Mr. Jones. Yeah, why were you earwigging me? Well, I have to listen to a number of calls a week. I know whenever I listen to yours, it's always going to be uh, a learning experience. And this one was no exception. You were very, very good at the way you engaged with him at the beginning of the conversation, got him thinking and got him talking. And as usual, that was really, really impressive. I love the way you did that. Oh, cheers. And I was thinking about, in terms of the next part of the conversation, where you were trying to get across the value of, of what we had, you know, he he then threw you quite a few difficult things that you overcame really well. Mm. But I'm just wondering, what do you think you perhaps could have done earlier that would have made that value element slightly easier for you? Yeah, it got a little bit hostile with me sort of 
defending, telling things. And we go, well, hang on a minute. And he was sort of asking me more questions than I was asking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I suppose if I think of it, I just said it, haven't mm-hmm. I? Because if he's asking me more questions than I've asked him, I haven't set him up to be asked questions well so i'm just wondering we've looked at all these sorts of questions and of course we all get into the habit of asking similar questions all the time i'm just wondering are there one or two questions with a customer like that who is a really frequent sort of customer yeah are there one or two questions that you could try that might actually make that easier for you yes i I think i got stuck in closed questions to try Mm. and funnel him down but Mm. i was doing that way too early Mm -hmm. yeah it got a bit kind of i think i could have said can you explain clearly how how you are doing this, you know, rather than do you do this, do you do that? It was too frenetic, really. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really get into the how, did I? I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. I think you're a great communicator and, and the customer obviously like talking to you. I just think if you ask one or two more open questions, that gives them the chance to fill the yeah. gaps in and then the value yeah. statements become so much easier for you. Thanks a lot, Bob. Cheers. That's all right. So give it a go and, and let me know how it goes later on. So that's what we would call a performance coaching conversation. It happens on the fly. It happens just after you've heard something. And many managers say to us, well, we don't have time to listen to conversations as they have in some time. Well, I think this is such an important part of your job that you should make more time. And if you're prioritizing reports and other exercises um, over this, then I think that's a mistake. You should be focusing on coaching. But you'll also notice we didn't coach the entire call. We didn't take ages over it. We're just talking specifically about one element of the call that would help improve it. I should just say there's an important reason for that. If you give people reams and reams of feedback it's not coaching Mm -hmm. it's you going i heard this and i noticed that what bob did then was he just honed in on one area which is i've stopped asking enough open questions and i could really hone in so do not give people rooms do you know we can only remember as human beings about three things in our brain anyway Mm. which is why when i leave the house and my wife says honey could you get some milk bread and cheese oh we've run out of honey i forget one of the things on the list well, I, I love the way you, you know, managed to bring that into a domestic uh, example again, yeah. which is which is really good. Uh, all um, right, in the context, and, and, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be thanked for that. But I'm just thinking, why don't we change this round? Let's now make it about a behaviour. So let's let's imagine this time, Jeremy's my manager. He's heard me on a call, and he's heard me say a derogatory statement about my own company. So I've said, yeah, yeah. We we can get that sorted for you. They send these things out and we're the ones that have to deal with it. Okay. So what I'm doing, what I'm doing is saying that the company is operating in a sort of slightly underhand way. And I sympathize with you, Mr. Customer, and I'm going to be on your side, which is what disloyal bonding is. And let's see how Jeremy can briefly coach me in this sort of behavior. Bob, hi. Before you leap out of your desk or, or we can even walk together. I really want to catch up on you with something I've just heard on that call. Can you give us five? Okay, sure, absolutely. So I'd be interested to know whether you even know that you've said it, but you you came up with a little expression on that call that would possibly make the customer think about us in a slightly negative way. Have you got any idea what that might be? Absolutely not. What, What did I say? I'll tell you exactly what you said. You said they send these things out, but they don't really know what Mm -hmm. they're doing and they just come out. And I wanted to nip straight in here because I think... Mm. um, it's, it's an off-the-tongue expression. Mm. But my question to you is, you may have said that before because it sounded like you had. Mm. What's the impact of that? Well, I think, I suppose what I'm trying to do is, is say, look, I'm on your side here and I'm here to, to sort it out for you. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's, I think that's what it is you're trying to say. Yeah. You're, you're trying to say, look, 
I don't decide all these things. I'm the person that just deals with the call when it comes in, you know. Does that make you seem knowledgeable and powerful and connected? Uh, well, that's not my that's not my thing. I, what I don't want is the customer to think badly about me. Okay. I can completely understand why you might quite naturally think that that's a fully natural thing to feel, that you don't want them to think badly of you. But what does the customer think of the company if one of the individuals is saying, there's a bit of this company that doesn't really know what it's doing? I'm not sure that they believe that. I think they just, they like to feel that we're doing them a favour. I think that's what it does. It helps them think that we're on their side. Let me ask you a direct question and a closed one. Do you think you'd like to feel that you are doing them a favour? Well, if I think I'm doing them a favour, then I think they're more likely to go for it, which means they're more likely to buy, which means I get what we're looking for. OK, well, we can spend a few minutes looking at evidence. How how, how well is this working for you? <coughs> Not that well. OK, so it's a feeling. You've said it you've said a few times, if I repeat back to you. Well, I think and I think and I... you've not said I know, I know, I know. No, no, I um, think it's just a habit, as you say. It is, isn't it? And I suppose if none of us own this organisation, it's a big company we're working for, you and I. But if we did, and when we, we heard people going, well, they just send these things out. You know, if that was your company, would you want people saying that? No, I suppose not. No. So there's a term for this, but we don't need to get into that. Some some um, some company have coined it as disloyal bonding, that you're sort of bonding by being disloyal. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good term. I wonder who, who um, came up with that. J.J. someone. Yeah. Well, look, I, I appreciate that. I think what I need to do is just reflect on that because it has made me think and okay let's talk about it a bit more well all i want to say before you go is when you think you're about to say something derogatory because let's put a solution in here which you can come up with when you think you're going to say something derogatory just not what say. could you do instead okay yeah, that'll do all right thank you i really wanted to catch you cheers so there you have a little bit of coaching around habits and behavior because we can't just coach skills sales skills customer service skills if people are saying the wrong things and you know, we, we really should deal with that. And there are organisations that are saying things considerably more damaging and detrimental than that. And we hear them. We do. So be aware of that. But you can coach behaviours. You can coach lots of other things. People's attitudes, their reluctance to do things. The fact that they're kind of phoning it in, if you pardon the pun, We're, you know, at a, certain, <laughs> at a certain level. But I do think coaching will help you. And if you want a kind of easy model, your job is to find out what stage they're at with the certain behavior or what stage they are at with the skill or principle, get them thinking, and then finally leave them more excited and clearer about what they're going to do next. Sounds good. So please do take on board this idea of listening to conversations and reacting to them and praising what's good and also helping that individual see how a tiny change in many cases will make a massive difference to what it is they're doing. Don't coach mm. everything. Coach the main thing, the thing that's going to make the biggest difference, and that will make everyone's life and performance better. You'll hear us on another one soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.